Lobbyists may no longer have swipe card access to Parliament under changes suggested by the government this afternoon. Prime Minister Chris Hipkins has admitted there's a perception problem and hopes the changes will make things more transparent. It comes after an RNZ series exposed Aotearoa's lobby industry is considerably less transparent than its international counterparts. I've commissioned a significant piece of work that will look at policy options for regulating lobbying activities. To do it well, that will require consultation uh, and a good amount of time. I anticipate that that advice will come back to government next year. The Prime Minister says he's asked the Speaker to remove swipe card access to Parliament for more than 80 lobbyists. Mr Hipkins says it's clear some changes are needed. New Zealand has a, a very good reputation internationally, you know, as a, as a transparent and corruption-free uh, or relatively corruption-free country. Um, but that doesn't mean we can be complacent about it. Perception is incredibly important here. Mr Hipkins says the government will also refresh the Cabinet manual and help lobbyists to set up their own code of conduct. Our political editor, Jane Patterson, joins us now. Uh, Kia ora, Jane. Why have they done this? Lisa, uh, the lobbying uh, new look at the lobbying is because there was um, concerns really about perception of influence, of undue influence and also access by lobbyists to Parliament that the Prime Minister has decided to have a look at. Of course, this comes after reporting from RNZ that raised the issue of lobbyists. Were they able to access ministers? Were they having undue influence? So basically, there are going to be a few things that um, the Prime Minister is going to look at and firstly it's going to be to uh, ask the Speaker of the House to look at the access that about uh, the Prime Minister said about 80 people have um, in various lobbying roles to Parliament and see if that swipe card access should be removed. He's also asking lobbyists and he calls them third party lobbyists and these are the ones who work for those big PR firms or the big lobbying firms. Um, he's going to ask them to be more transparent so to voluntarily for example put the list of their clients on their website so people including ministers know exactly who they are representing and in whose interests they are acting. He's also flagged a broader piece of work to have a bit more of a, a look at the lobbying situation in New Zealand to be carried out by the Justice Ministry. And that could look at things like a cool-off period like we've seen in other jurisdictions or, or other tightening up of the lobbying sector. Jane, it's a little bit more than perception, isn't it? If you have 80 individuals who have this free access to Parliament with a swipe card, I mean, to put it in perspective, what happens if you're a member of public and you're going to visit someone? Oh, that's right, and they were exactly the questions that the Prime Minister was asked uh, last week about lobbying because uh, the line that they were running at that point was, well, look, lobbyists have no, you know, no more access than Joe Public. But the point is, if you are a member of the public um, coming in and trying to get a meeting with a minister, uh, good luck. But also when you arrive at Parliament, you have to check in, um, you give your name and you go through the security checks. Whereas with these swipe cards, you can let yourself in um, and have complete access really to Parliament, not, not offices and that sort of thing, but the general precinct. And a lot of the lobbying happens um, when in more informal events um, and the lobbyists, ac lobbyists 
access is a lot easier with those swipe cards. So that's going to be the first thing. The Speaker of the House has to actually agree to that. But that is the first step. But look, the the voluntary code of uh, conduct is pretty much a, a wet lettuce leaf. I mean, that's really not going to do much and it's voluntary. So that's not really a big step. There could be bigger implications in that look, that broader look. But that's going to be well after the election into the future as well. And Jane sacked Minister Stuart Nash. Oh, he's surprised. He's not going to seek re-election. That's right. And uh, last week when the Prime Minister, Chris Hipkins, was talking about him losing his job as a minister, he was also asked about Stuart Nash's future as an MP. Of course, he remains the MP for Napier, and that's not up to the Prime Minister or anyone else to remove him from that position. But he came out this afternoon and said that he would not contest um, or he would not stand for that seat after the October election. Now, Chris Hipkins said last week that uh, Stuart himself will be reflecting on his position. I imagine there'll be further conversations with the party. Pretty much those comments really signalled that he had been given the strong message, go away, have a think about it, and, you know, really um, your future as an MP is pretty much over. It avoids a by-election. Stuart Nash had already ruled that out himself last week. He said he wouldn't step down. Um, the the period is coming up pretty closely where he could step down and not cause a by-election. Um, however, that's the last thing that Napier needs. And also Stuart Nash, you know, will be able to potentially do a valuable job really concentrating on his constituents in the run-up to October, but has made the decision um, they will have to select a new candidate for Labour. He's been selected for that seat, so they'll have to go through that process again, but he has drawn a line on his political uh, career come October. Thanks for that, Jane. That's RNZ political editor Jane Patterson.